With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post-Conference Presser for Anfield Index. Yes, ladies and gents, it was an early one this morning, quarter to ten Friday, for Jurgen Klopp as he faced the press, who had plenty to ask him. So, as per the usual format, we will talk about everything that was asked, everything Jurgen Klopp said. We'll talk about Bournemouth and look at how we did. Did anyone play their way in and out? We'll talk about the pending game against Newcastle on Sunday. A massive one, isn't it, ladies and gents? No two ways about it. Then we'll do our predicted lineup, formation, etc. And then we'll see how you're all feeling before kickoff in that regard. So, an interesting press conference. Let me caveat it with that. You know, I love that word. But there was plenty to, to ask Jurgen Klopp about. And there is an embargo. So, just for anyone's thinking or seen the comments, anything like that. There wasn't too much transfer talk, so could be in the embargo. Who really knows? But yeah, there's definitely an embargo, whether that be 10.30 Friday evening, Saturday evening. No one's 100% sure, but we'll have to see because they've stopped doing that bit. That stupid guy at the start cuts it off and just gets into a, a random bit where they were talking politics. But anyway, what was the first question is typical out video Connor's mouth from Sky? You'd no doubt about this. Mo Salah. We played the Mo Salah hypothetical game, which is understandable given the news. So Jürgen was asked, you know, Mo Salah, if an offer were to come in, if it's not, you know, how would that be? Jürgen Klopp was, it was quite strict about this. Difficult to, you know, to talk about media stories I'm not going to, to do. There's nothing to talk about from our point of view. Mo Salah is a Liverpool player. There's nothing there. And if there was something, the answer would be no. Pretty clear, pretty unequivocal, easy in that regard. Followed up by Video Connor with, you know, any concerns about speculation, everything, and said, you know, I only have to think about a problem when I actually have it, quite literal there. 
I said already, if there was something, it would be a no. I think that's as clear as you're going to get from the club. Whatever might happen, whatever Mo Salah's thought, he is going nowhere this window. So a nice bit of reassurance from the boss there as well. I won't say too much on team news that he was asked about because naturally we'll, we'll get to that in the, the Newcastle preview section. But there was a there was a bit of a sting if I've ever seen it already, which we'll come to later. Asked as well about the Alexis red card, which I knew what they were trying to do here and I understand. It was natural comment. I'm surprised no one followed up with the Paul Tierney angle, you know, the the all the PGMOL, the VAR things, but they left it alone today. Maybe that's in the embargo. Who knows? But asked about the Alexis red card and the overturning, said, yeah, massive, massive decision for us. We saw the pictures back after the game and it was pretty clear it was not a red card. With that, it doesn't mean we're always successful, as we know, but it was clear and the pictures were pretty clear. Everyone agreed it shouldn't be a red card. Harsh tackle should always be punished. I agree with that 100%, but it wasn't that. Yeah, I think Jürgen was spot on with what he said. There's nothing you could dispute there. Like I said, I don't know if anything around the, the Pultini angle was just avoided completely at the embargo, but... Yeah, if it's not in the embargo, probably surprised journos didn't take a little stab there, but there we go in that regard. The Endo debut was asked about that after, you know, little sleep, short time, one session. Boss was pretty clear on this. Yeah, it's it, really impressive. It's still early days, but yes, he can add the balance that was asked in the question. Playing in a team with 10 men is really difficult to come on, so we did exceptionally well. He's a good player. We had him in the bench to bring him on, and now this is the first marker that's set. Now let's go from there. I mean, he's jumping ahead a bit, I appreciate, but I think we'll all be astonished if Endo isn't in the lineup for Newcastle. Yeah, a decent debut. Christ, who else have we got to hold a midfielder? You know, we're not saying it really worked against Bournemouth, which we'll talk about. So, yeah, pretty much nailed on. I think most people would have him, but a, a decent for me, decent debut there. Unsurprisingly, asked about the Saudi Arabia situation, and at first was dead clear with the journalist. I've already answered that. A little started to get a little bit tetchy, I would say, Jurgen, and you'll see this in the next question as well. We're definitely starting to get tetchy here. So he was he was honest when it was followed up with more context that yeah, it, it's not comfortable and it's not cool for us. Our window closes, and then theirs stays open. How can we react to that if anything happens with a player? Had it in the past with the Russia situation, I think, if they, you know, when they were active afterwards, the authorities need to be clear that they should close at the same time. And he did it at the bit, end bit just to add a bit to name check FIFA on that. Yeah, I think in the, the nicest way that they're starting to get the tetchy bit, as we'll come on to that. And I understand that because Liverpool have been impacted by it, can we? Let's not pretend the departures of Hendo. Fabinho, the Mo Salah speculation, Alisson, Thiago. We've had a lot linked, haven't we, people? There's no two ways about it. So uh, you can read with too much between the lines. You can read not enough sometimes. But in this regard, there's a lot of talk that, you know, they're making Salah the highest or trying to make Salah the highest paid player in the world. So, yeah, you won't be surprised if the player was interested to hear, let's put it that way, what they had to say. But... For this year, fingers crossed, Jurgen Klopp has made it clear Mo Salah is a Liverpool player, a legend, and going nowhere. 
And then the centre-back question. Now, it's a bit of a spoiler alert, the sting in the tail, because we revealed early that Ibu Kanate is a doubt for this game. He referenced it as a, a muscle injury that he has and, and mentioned the fact that the 10 men against Bournemouth didn't help. We'll come to our thoughts on that. But about this question from James Pearson, and he was a bit tetchy about this. There's no two ways about it. So let's look at his response. In this room, we seem to do that. We could do this and that. And maybe one day you'll sit in my chair and feel that. Ideally, we have in a world, we have six, seven, eight centre-halves. We now need to be lucky with injuries, no doubt about it. In Jarrell Kwanzaa, we have a super talented player. Now, this is the bit, and I could be wrong, but I just get the feeling this is the bit that's going to be focused on, or maybe not, as the case may be. We will try our absolute best next week to have a squad where we can react on pretty much everything. Is that possible? We will see. Now, from that little snippet, there was so much to unpack, isn't there? Jurgen Klopp was clearly getting snippy at this point. Tetchy, however you want to describe it, ladies and gents. But he's a man with a lot of things going on, as we know. The Ibu injury, interesting. Now, I think the, the Kwanzaa point that a lot of people, the journos, the patch journos, people we spoke to on Media Matters, etc., expected him to go out for a loan mover at some point. However... Jurgen Klopp name-checking him like that makes you think, could he be the new Nat, as it were, the new Nat Phillips, that he counts him as a potential option. That seems possible. There wasn't much transfer talk, so I know people will react on different ways on this. You'll get all the, oh, they're scared to ask him this. Listen, the we have them here. They're not scared to ask him. Topics will sometimes be A, off the table, or B, in the embargo bit. There's the other option to argue that he's almost been clear or unequivocal in that statement, you know, about trying our best by the end of the window. You know, he has stated there, we will see, like we all will in that regard. And I get people will be upset, unhappy with what's going on. I'm not saying that's unjustified realistically, but it's not like just straightforward from, from a journalist's point of view in that regard. And it, he was touchy. Let's see what comes out in the embargo. Listen, Everyone wants a couple of signings. We're demanding one signing minimum. As Neil, if you think of journos aren't in it, as Neil Jones said on Media Matters to us literally a couple of days ago, people, his words, it would be a dereliction of duty if Liverpool didn't bring at least one more in. And he still talks about the need for his belief to bring in a defender as well. So if you think of these, like, all this nonsense about FSG Parrots, all that, drop it. It's just not true. Don't at me, don't comment. It's just a fact. So moving on to the Bournemouth side, and the, there was a, well, I was at Anfield for, for this one. It, it was kind of nervous, so to speak, all the way through. 3-1 when we have a warning from a sloppy goal, but it's ruled out for offside. So we're thinking, right, well, everyone's going to wake up now. And they haven't, which leads to Jaden Anthony smashing a volley in the bottom corner from another Trent error. You can argue about the Virgil pass, but two Trent errors for me. Fortunately, it's a 3-1 victory with all the forwards getting on the score sheet. 
Diaz, Salah and Jota. Even Salah's rebounded penalty, as it were. And a clear man of the match for a lot of people and me for Dominic Zaboslai. Now, we've all shared our thoughts on this, but the key things for me is, number one, the same personnel in the same formation. Just prove for a second time, it does not work. We almost look better in a way, strange way, with 10 men that, you know, they ran the hearts out with stringent on positions, that type of thing. But this Gakpo at eight experiment stops now. It's done. We've got Enderwin, there's other options. It, it does not work. We looked so open. There was times Bournemouth just waltzed through. And even in a 3-1 victory because of the 10 men, we just it was just nervous from the start. It really was. It was never a, a fully relaxed, but we got the three points. Players-wise, Zabozlai outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Endo, as we mentioned, a decent cameo. The forwards all scored, which is important, which... Again, they, they were their absolute nuts off when we went down to, to 10 men. So you've got to commend them for that realistically. Andy Robbo, I think, deserves a shout out as well because he's been getting a lot of criticism. And, you know, I understand part of it. And, you know, the new formation, the hybrid, whatever you want to call it, does it suit him? Which is fine. I'm not saying you can't argue that. There's merit to that. But at the same time, you can't then just ignore the praise if he does play well. So it's important that. He is name-checked in that regard, but the, the forward line will be interesting. Has anyone played their way in and out? I think most will be keeping the shirt realistically, bar, as I said, Endo, I think it is nailed on to, to come in realistically because of the scenario. It's great that McAllister isn't suspended. That is brilliant news. The Ubu one is a bit of a disaster because that back five would have been absolutely nailed on and the forwards is probably where people will um and ah but we'll come to that shortly because Newcastle ladies and gents away it's a tough place to go they are a good team there's there's no two ways about it I mean even you just look at their last result 1-0 defeat to City but at the Etihad they look solid as they have done for so long under Eddie Howe and Klopp was pretty effusive in his praise for Eddie Howe, you know, said called him a super coach. They even name-checked a few of their additions that have been brilliant in Tonale and Barnes, in his opinion. So the, there's a lot to, for Newcastle fans, shall we say, to like at the moment. And this is going to be a really, really difficult one. Threats they've got. Now, I'm not disappointed, I have to be honest, that Joe Linton is a serious doubt for them. Doesn't mean he won't play, but he is a serious doubt. The reports are that he's mistraining most of the week because he is a physical beast, isn't he? And based on where we are, I don't think that hurts one bit if he is out. But threat-wise, the midfield's talented, isn't it? You really hope that Bruno Guimaraes has a day off, especially, or just an off day, whatever you want to call it. Just, you know, a little tweak of the hammy for a day off, as it were, would be great. Tonale, I... It's early days still. I thought you might struggle a bit with the pace from, you know, the Serie A to this change, but has looked decent and it seems quite comfortable on the physical side as well. He even likes himself a trip down to the Weatherspoons, doesn't he? So, fingers crossed it's one that he doesn't enjoy. The one, though, that um, I think gets ignored a lot, personal opinion, Isaac, the forward. I think he scored against us at Anfield that time and he is a handful. He really, really is. You know, it's he's got goals early on, some great finishes, especially that dink against Villa as well. So 
we could do with him, especially with Canate not being there. There's a few concerns, isn't there? But there's threats galore. I mean, it was said in the press by one of the journos that Klopp has a great record against Eddie Howe. But this isn't Eddie Howe. This isn't the old Bournemouth. This is a difficult Newcastle side. Let's make no bones about it. Now, the lineup and the formation. I think they'll, I wouldn't do it. I'd go back 4 3 3, but I do think Jurgen will persist with the hybrid. You know, there's arguments for that, points, the form table, all that type of thing. But if it is the hybrid, I suspect it's Joel Matip coming in for Canate, otherwise, an unchanged back five. But I'm not saying that lightly before anyone's shouting and blustering. Matip for Canate is a big drop in quality. So we're already saying our prayers there that Ibu is somehow available, but not seeming. Good. Midfield, I think due to Curtis Tiago not being available till Monday, I think with Badge being on the bench against Bournemouth, you can't start him in this one. So it seems pretty nailed on for me. Endo, McAllister, Zaboslai, you know, Mac on the left, probably his more favoured position of a, a three or Endo in the, in the holding. So Bosley on the right-hand side. Now, whether that's the 4-3-3 or, you know, the, the variation in the box midfield, whatever you want to call it, the hybrid with Trent, they have to be the three midfielders. It's the best options. There's no real other options. Can't make a case for Harvey to come in. I thought he was pretty woeful against Bournemouth when he came on. So that answers that. The forward line is the interesting one. Because normally we say it's Salah and two others. But for me, just based on current form, the shirt should always be yours to lose when you're on form. Luis Diaz is two in two. And for me, it's Salah Diaz and one other. Now, the debate will be Gakpo or Jota. And you can honestly make a case for both. Anyone who says anything different is a fool. Let's be honest. Gakpo, we know he specialises in that role. Obviously, the closest thing we have to Bobby, dropping deep, you know, linking it all. We know that's his normal position. He's been playing out of position. No two ways about it. On the other side, the argument will be, well, Jota's got a goal and an assist. So, you know, he started there as well, shouldn't lose his shirt. Can make a case for both of them. I do think it will be Jota there, personally. I would personally have, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with either, let's just be clear, but... Away from home in the toughest game, you play your best lineup, horses for courses, as it were, and Gakpo would be there for me. It would be Gakpo, Diaz, Salah. That would be my forward three. This is a tough game. Make no bones about it. It's what I would set up with. Which then leads us on to, ladies and gents, a prediction-wise in that regard. So prediction-wise, I say I think it's going to be very tough. I'm going to go, and, and I would take this and shake hands and move on, 1-1. One, one. So 1-1, one, one, and for all the speculation, I could not bet against Mo Salah being our goal scorer. We take anyone, we, you know, but agree with it or not, three points will be incredible, but a point isn't a bad start. Three, game, three games, yeah, five points, but more importantly, people might off at the points total, you'll have played Chelsea and Newcastle away. Make no bones about it, 
those are going to be two tough aways for teams this season. It's not, you know, when people talk about Chelsea's record, but Pochettino was there. Yeah, so I, I don't think, I would love to believe I'm going to the game, so I've got my angina spray ready for a climb up all those steps, but my gut tells me one all, and I would take it, shake hands and move on. And moving on, I know everyone's going to talk about this and I get the way everyone is talking. I understand it because ever since we got Zabozlai in right at the start of July, it's been Endo, which, you know, we're going to give him all our backing. It's right to hopefully it turns out a success, but we've had the calamitous moves that have collapsed, etc. If there isn't at least one more, it's absolute disaster. One more is the absolute bare minimum. As we, as we said, so I'm not changing any of the government start saying anything. A defender and a midfield of good quality, well, let's be honest, they make it a good window, don't they? So it's a big week for many reasons. And you can see Jurgen Klopp's tetchy. There's probably a bit of nerves about, will we get them, won't we get them? He's not used to coming this late in the window to do his business, isn't he? It's clear, as the journos have said, Liverpool are trying, but trying isn't enough, as we all agree, people. It is a big week on and off the pitch. And ladies and gents, that was another post-conference special for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.